Hey y'all, if you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and Jojo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Dyra. Whoa! <laughs> I obviously need to do that a lot more higher. <laughs> y'all, the technical difficulties that we really be having... It's tragic. It is. It's, you, it's you exhausting. You would have thought that we would have understood by, by now, <laughs> but no. We do not understand the assignment, y'all. We're really be trying. It's also because we're starting from like scratch and like we don't really know too many people that do podcasts other than like we still like each other. So everything that we use is free. And you know that when you use free shit, it's just a lot to learn. Hold up. Shout oh, out to we, she we still like each other. She got the, the podcast. Shirt. You know, they got merch. Our fam jam, Travis and Steph, you know, yes. yeah, they got the shirts out. Very cute. It's it's popping. It's the color, it's the colorway for me. Very cute. And then they have another one in black. Yup, they got mm-hmm. another one in black with Joan on the chest and the logo on the back. So if you guys don't watch them, follow them, listen to them, you should. You won't regret it. It's a good time. I agree. I agree. They're the bomb. Yeah. Um, and we also wanted to mention, so in the last episode, we had a personal, um, wellness coach and we talked a lot about like mental health and anxiety. Um, and she basically just goes over like how she coaches her clients. So if you're trying to get like physically fit and mentally well, I recommend, um, listening to the podcast because she gives, she gives you a lot of like good insight and she also recommends like a lot of, um, podcasts and books that she recommends to her clients so i really like that podcast and we also had an episode with the bad queers pod so if you haven't um listened to them before you definitely should they've been doing this for a while and um we got to meet them and just talk to them and um we recorded an episode called fems um have the best gaydar so yeah check it out Honestly, back queers pod. What happened? You know, it's fun meeting new people and mm-hmm. getting this whole uh, podcasting on the road. Like this is hard. And for all the people that we kind of low key do this with, who already do this or have been doing this, y'all make it look so easy. They <laughs> like do. we have so no easy, but it's fun because we get to learn from them. And believe it or not, they learned some things from us that you wouldn't even think, like right. us being um, right. the newbies that we are. We still consider ourselves newbies because right. every fucking episode, episode we is, mess up. A, yeah, it's like our first time all over again. Like, yeah. we just had to redo this introduction because the audio wasn't even recording. It's a lot going on. Uh-huh. But one day, we will understand the assignment. <laughs> yeah, so we really appreciate everyone who like supports us yes. and like continues listening because it does really mean a lot to us. And like she said, we make it look easy, but like it is a lot of work. Um, and we also have that different work schedules as well, like way different hours. I'm talking about day and night. Yeah. Um, and then I just got a new job, and then we got a new puppy, and then we moved into a new house. So we've kind of been all over the place, but we've yeah. still been trying to like put good content out there but if you do have like any recommendations or if you want to see like a specific person on the podcast feel free in dming us we we read all of the messages so let us know like what you want to see what you want to hear and we'd be happy to like you know give that to y'all yeah y'all know we answer even though it comes a little late a little late yeah (laughs) it takes us some time but again you know we we're trying to figure out our time management lately again we've been you know, we've been coming into a lot of blessings recently, um, but yeah. it definitely comes at a change of pace. Yeah. So, you know, stick with us and we keep doing the damn thing. Okay, moving on. One thing that I like about this podcast is that we try to get right to it. So we're already four minutes in and we haven't even talked about what we're going to talk about. 
Anyways. Getting right to it, right? Anyways. Um, so in today's episode, we're gonna be talking about grief. I know not the best, not <laughs> not something that most people want to talk about. Yeah. But we figured we bring it up because we were having like a family event and like that topic came up and there was like a lot of feelings being brought up and you know people deal with grief in different ways so we just want to talk about like our experiences and like some research that you know we found online yes so for those of you who don't know what grief is or what it means it's just pretty much the emotional response to loss of someone close to you or just things in general um i it could mean a lot of things it doesn't yeah. mean it's not just like losing a loved someone one. Yeah, yeah it's it's a loss period mm-hmm. um so we have some examples which we'll run through real quick um between losing you know obviously loved ones family members friends um partners losing your pet losing your job you know losing that dream job well obviously the job that I just said but like (laughs) any like goals that you Mm -hmm. try to accomplish you know anything that obviously matters to you you know um we all have different things that matter to us aside from it being family being the most common um grieving yeah process that we go through in in mourning those losses Mm -hmm. um but even, you know, family illnesses, your own uh, personal illnesses, mm-hmm. um, loss of relationships and friendships, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, we, as we keep saying, is that we don't all experience things the same way. You know, we don't um, feel things the same, you know, go act on things the same mm-hmm. or express how we feel the same as everyone else. Um, we don't even do it the same, to be yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the times we learn that again, through our environment, through our family, through our friends, through the things that we're taught. Um, in our last episode, we talked about how, you know, the upbringing of your mental health isn't really something that you, or that we've learned in our family because you know what is mental health like mm-hmm. it's just like oh you know you had a bad day you fucking get over it and you move on and take on the next day type shit you know yeah. it's like a oh well welcome to my life type shit this happens <laughs> this is life yeah i hear that so often mm-hmm. um but you know we don't take it serious mm-hmm. and i feel like we need to put it out there more that your mental health is serious Um, because when you don't take care of yourself, it leads to the, you know, your physical health being bad and Mm -hmm. emotional health going, you know, getting bad and like they all correlate together. Yeah. And then it ruins like your relationships, like with friends, family, you know, personal relationships. Um, I feel like mental health is like, I'm so happy that like mental health right now, a lot of people are taking it more seriously and more people are are talking about it and more people are actually going to therapy. Uh, But I feel like everyone goes through like a mental health illness at least once in their lifetime. And what I mean by that is that some people are like, you know, they need to be, they need to be like on meds because it's like a, a daily thing for them and some people go through like a really hard like a hardship in their life that it makes them like depressed or makes them like anxious because of what happened so like for example um if like your friend passed away in a car accident like that might make you depressed and that might make you anxious to get in a car because you're you know scared of what could happen um so i'm a big advocate of like taking care of your mental health um, and like your physical health. So that's why we decided to talk about it in the last episode. We didn't go too deep into like our situations, but in this episode, we want to talk about like some examples of like how we dealt with grief and like what happened and stuff. So for me, a lot of my um, grieving situations have been, you know, with obviously the loss of a loved one. Um, I've lost 
my grandpa when I was anywhere between, I don't even know, eight to 11, somewhere in between there. And that was honestly like my first loss that I had experienced. And it was crazy because I knew that the, you know, people dying was a thing Mm -hmm. um, because I had seen it, you know, from other people. Um, But it never really like hit for me. Like I never, I I knew it was serious, but I didn't understand the severity of it until it hit home. So uh, my grandpa was my first um, loss. And, you know, as a kid, you don't know that you're never going to see this person again. Mm -hmm. Um, You kind of just see everyone else crying and Mm -hmm. sad and upset and some acting out more than usual. And I think that initially is scary. Um, But it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad for me and my brother. Um, And then from there, it was just it went downhill. It was like, you're no longer invincible because your family, you know, mm-hmm. could pass too. Mm-hmm. So, um, after my grandpa, it was actually my aunt. And I think my aunt was a really, really, it really hit hard because I grew up with my aunt, um, my mom's sister. And it, what was the age difference? So damn, I don't even know. She was no, between you and your aunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, probably me and my older brother is probably five years she mm-hmm. might be like two anywhere between two or three years older than my brother mm-hmm. so we were in that gap frame of like 10 years apart not even um but when my mom's side of family I grew up with my mom's side of family like all her siblings are like fairly young from my mom's four I'm 27 she's 47 so you think about it from her older sister being a year older so 48 to her youngest sister is a year older than me mm-hmm. so we all grew up together like very close in age so my mom's family um like sisters weren't like they're my aunt and uncle but they were like my extended siblings more mm-hmm. so to say um and we used to live next door to my grandmom so all the time we would see them so um i just remember one day i was this is my senior year in high school my mom texts me it's like my last period um and she's like hey i need you to come stay at you know your grandmom's house i got something to do I need you to watch the kids. Um, so already that was weird for me because why would I need to go over there and help watch the kids? Like what's going on? Um, long story short, eventually she told me that my aunt was actually in the hospital. She ended up having a brain aneurysm. Um, she got flown out to another hospital. We waited all day to figure out what was going on. Uh, about later that day, it pretty much came out that um like I guess the the aneurysm was just too bad she wasn't gonna make it she was brain dead um so that was that was like bad mm-hmm. like bad I don't think uh I ever cried so hard in my life like I cried for my grandpa but like for some reason this this was bad um and I think it went left for all of us Especially like being in my grandma, seeing like thinking about how my grandma would feel losing a child. Mm-hmm. Not only did her husband pass away years ago, but now you lose a child. Like I can't imagine that. Um, so that that was hard for a long time, and I think that that not ruined, but I think everything that I grieved after that was different. So. Um, she also had two kids, which now live with my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that that was crazy, too, because Amarella's was a baby at that time. And mm-hmm. I was watching her and she was so, like she was so happy, like mm-hmm. giggling and like and just knowing like little do you know, like yeah. your world's mm-hmm. about to change and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Like these kids are not going to have a mother. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm a person that think about a lot of shit. So um, I think that played more into um that situation but I cried for days to the point where I couldn't sleep and if I did sleep I woke up crying um it it was like 
you, I couldn't breathe for a while. It was like weight on my chest. And I kept begging and begging and praying that it just like wasn't real. Um, but it ended up being real. And not that that gets easier, but I guess you kind of learn to keep pushing and moving forward. Um, especially when you have uh, loved ones around you to help make that time a little less harder. Um, after that, I don't know. My, my dad's mom passed. That was another one. And my brother actually passed away. He OD'd. And I thought that I love my brother to death. Um, I just think that I hit a point in life where it was like, you kind of get a little numb to death. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right. Not that it hurts any less, but it's like, okay, this needs to fucking relax. Um, but did you see it coming with like your brother? I, even <laughs> when you see it coming, it, 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 it leaves you in disbelief. But I, I do, at one point, yes, you know, he, he wasn't going down the right path. And um, I guess in a way it was like expected, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you, you hope that it doesn't happen like that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that one was rough, but uh, I don't know. And I'm kind of weird with um, showing like my emotions only because again, like I come from a house where we don't show much emotion. All we do is talk shit and be, you know, we're assholes and we laugh all day. Um, but when it comes to feeling grief and sadness and sorrow and that sense of like, you know, at our low, uh, we kind of bite the bullet on that one and, mm -hmm. and hide behind our doors with mm -hmm. that. So that was my grieving situation. Um, one last one. But how did, I, no, but how did you deal with it? How did I what? How did you deal with it? Um, I, I didn't. When my, when my aunt passed away, I, I know that that was my softest. And, you know, I had, again, family at the time and, like, being around her kids at the time. Again, because Amarellas was a baby. So I guess I just tried to just be around family and, you know, some move forward faster than others, but you kind of just pick up on your own pace and decide whether or not you want to move forward or just like keep grieving. And it's okay to take your time mm -hmm. and feel that sorrow and sadness, but eventually, you know, mm -hmm. you got to get up and, and you got to move forward. There was a time where I wasn't eating And I was like, all right, like, this isn't good because if something happens to me mm -hmm. and if I put myself in, like, you know, a, a shitty health situation, I'm just bringing extra stress on my mom. Right. And that's not something that I wanted to bring. You know, I, I want to be the one to help her get through her grieving process mm -hmm. and not add to her stress. So um, I just thought about how I could be better and help everyone else. So I think that that's, I just kind of not put mine aside, but I just, like, moved it forward until I get drunk. And then when I get drunk, I cry. <laughs> There was a time where I got, I got super lit. We ended up drinking at my grandma's house and I just, I just found myself crying mm -hmm. and I was just bawling tears. And I was like, wow, I guess, you know, they just hit at different times. Same yeah. thing with my brother. Like I didn't feel it in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually I cried for him and, and it was, it took forever, like for me to sit like literally balls deep in my feelings when I felt that. Mm -hmm. And I was just amazed, like, wow, this, this, it really just happens whenever it wants. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get to dictate and pick and choose. You can try, but it's going to catch up eventually. And this is why I like to tell people to like deal with your shit, mm -hmm. deal with your shit. You don't have to deal with it all at once at the same time, but It's going to come back eventually. Yeah. So that's, that's my grieving. <laughs> I mean, we know 
my mom ended up having breast cancer last it's been like two years maybe a year or so year and a half Mm -hmm. um and that shit was bad for me like if you know me you know my mom is my baby that's my Mm -hmm. fucking life she's still alive yeah she's still (laughs) alive yes she is still living and breathing Mm -hmm. and being an asshole as she was born to be um thank god but seeing anyone that you love in a state of um you know just not healthy mm-hmm. is it hurts it's scary and it's just like you know you're just like why can't it just be me mm-hmm. and it's not easier if it's just you or them or anybody it's just mm-hmm. it's going to be hard on anybody but it's definitely scary cuz you don't never know like if you're going to live to see the next day with them or not. Yeah. So that's my grieving. Those are the, some of the losses that, unfortunately, I experienced. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I was a sophomore in college, um, my story is a little different. <sighs> I talked about it maybe once before in the podcast, but very, very, very brief. Um, so my sister has three kids. Um, however, her first child passed away when he was two. Um, so my nephew passed away um, due to cystic fibrosis, um, but it really affects the lungs. So if you like Google it, you'll see that a lot of like their logos and stuff have to do with like lungs. Um, so he was born with it because my sister and her fiance have this gene. So it was like one out of four chances for their baby to have it. So since that was their first, they obviously didn't know that they carried the same gene. Um, however, people with cystic fibrosis are supposed to live until their 30s. So this came like a shock to us because he was perfectly fine. Like when you have cystic fibrosis, you have to take a lot of medication every day. And you have to do, like, take pills before you eat, after you eat. You have to um, get this machine that, like, vibrates really, really fast. And it, like, takes out all the mucus from your lungs because a lot of mucus gets stuck in the lungs. Um, And there's this movie called Five Feet Apart. So if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. I can't watch that movie without crying. I've seen it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That movie gets to me. So it's very, very similar to that movie. Um, so, you know, when, when he was born and they told us that we were just like shocked because we were like, none of us have that in my family. Um, this was like the first time that we've even ever heard of it. And, um, you know, we had like high hopes and we were just very positive that like, okay, well, even though he has that, you know, he, he could live until his thirties, like that's fine. But now, um, Apparently, they can live up to their 40s and 50s. So every year, things are getting better. Um, But one day, it was the summertime. I was working, of course, and my mom calls me. My mom's crying. And, like, my mom's, like, a very emotional person, so I never know what she's crying about. It could be about a family member that I've never met in DR or, you know, something serious. So she tells me that, that my nephew passed away, and I'm, like, at work, and... I'm I'm the type of person where I'm very emotional. So I'm not going to not cry right then and there. Like, I'm going to cry. I don't care if there's 100 people around me. Like, I'm going to cry. So I remember being with one of my coworkers. And, like, he, he was, like, there with me. And then we went up to my room because I lived in the dorms. And I was working um, on campus. So luckily I could go to, like, a a place where I could like cry in, in peace and not have so many people around me. Um, and he was just there looking at me and I'm like crying like crazy. Like I couldn't believe it. Cause I'm like, what do you mean? Like we just, we had just celebrated his birthday the week before and he was two years old. So I remember like it was hard for me because I wasn't staying with my family. Like I was living on campus. So I did go to them for like a week, but I just feel like in that week, it wasn't enough like to be there for my sister who was pregnant with twins um, and to be there for like my mom and my dad and my little sister who wasn't eating. 
And when you're the strong one, I feel like people don't realize that you cry too and you need mm-hmm. you need a shoulder like you need someone's shoulder as well. But um I had like really great coworkers who were there with me during that time since I couldn't be home um with my family. Um and I feel like I dealt with grief by like I didn't deal with it in a good way. I feel like I dealt with it by trying to keep myself busy and working and I feel like now that I'm older um, I feel like with grief, you really have to like cry it out. Like, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get over it. Of course, you're not going to get over it. Mm-hmm. But you do need to like be in your feelings and literally just cry. Like you can't, yeah. you can't just ignore it. You can't like, it's just not, it's not just going to go away just because you keep working and working and working. Or like, I feel like <clears throat> during grief, people always find something to keep them busy, whether that's you know, working a lot or drinking a lot or smoking a lot. And those aren't good things. Mm-hmm. Um, even working out is good. But if you're doing it like OD, OD yeah. to the point where you're working out like twice a day, it's like you got to chill. Like you got to take care of your mental health as well. Um, so that was hard for everyone because I feel like usually you see people pass away who are older. But when you see someone who's younger than you pass away, you're like, what the fuck? Like, they literally didn't get to live life. And I remember I wanted to see him. So, like, my friend, the, the same day that he passed away, my coworker drove me to um, the hospital, which was in Newark Hospital. Worst hospital I've ever been to. And <laughs> I, like, want to see him. Like, I'm, I'm, like, at a level 10 of, like, going insane. And <laughs> and so I'm violent. ripping everyone. Everyone who's in my way, everyone who's not helping me, nurses, doctors, I was ripping them because I wanted to see him. People didn't want me to see him. And I was mad because I was like, I was young, but I was like, you guys said he was supposed to live till his 30s. So I'm confused as to how my nephew passed away at two. I was like, aren't you guys doctors? Like, I was ripping them. And that's another type of grief that people, it's like people get mad and angry. Blame. Yeah. And start blaming people. So that was like my initial reaction, like sadness and just like mad and just like a little aggressive. And then when I saw him, that's when it felt like real because I feel like when you see, when you see it in the movies and stuff, it's not like that. Um, and even when you see them in the funeral, it's not like that. Um, cause he was like very purple. Um, it's okay. Bro. I didn't want to cry. It's okay. I didn't think that I was going to cry, but I feel like when I talk about Actually seeing him, that's what gets to me. Because it was flashbacks. It, yeah, it was like a flashback of of it. And it felt like a movie. And yeah. that hospital, <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. They were not good. Like I feel like they were just like very insensitive. And I don't know if it's because they see things like this all the time in Newark, but everyone was like chilling, like behind the desk, on their phone. It's regular, like it's regular, dang Like shit. it's regular. And I'm like, That's is anyone going to give me water or tissue or tell me something? Like nobody was like comforting me. I mean, my mom was, but like, it was like, it was weird. Um, and I mean, there was one nurse though that she was like super nice. And I don't want doctors and nurses to be coming for me if you are... <laughs> If you are one and you listen to a podcast, I'm sure that they understand that. <sighs> I guess that's part of their job, you know, and they probably see it often. Um, but yeah, that was like my main grief. And to switch the sadness, I guess, um, my other grief story was um, I was working for this really, really good company, right? Like, it was so good to be true. I At remember, time. I remember, like, when, when, like, I would talk to her, I'm like, yo, this job is so good to be true. Like, it had unlimited PTO. It had um, free lunch. They, you know, 
bought things that you needed for like your home office oh it was also work from home so a bunch of stuff that were just like whoa this is crazy like free lunch unlimited pto like i've never heard of that (laughs) and then the pay was good and then you would get like bonuses and things like that whatever i was living the life i was ready to quit i was living (laughs) the life i was was ready to quit because she she was McNash money. Mm-hmm. She was doing everything. And I was like, she going to be CEO of this bitch one day, <laughs> the way she keep moving up. I'm, I get to quit. I'm going to be the sugar baby. Yeah, people were moving up like crazy, right? So um, it was a startup company. And <laughs> I mean, that should tell you everything, right? So with startup companies, if you don't know, the joke is that like either you really make it or either you really don't make it. So it was one of those companies that didn't really make it because of poor management. And some of y'all probably already heard of this um, story, but basically the way I was fired is what really took me out. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's it, funny. I mean, now it's now funny. It's now funny. I laugh about yeah. it. But at the time I was crying. Yeah. So I'm working. And I was actually on the phone with the client. We were having a good conversation, laughing, blah, blah, blah. Everything was cool. And then my computer shuts off. And I'm like, fuck is going on here? Like, se fue la luz? Or like, what's going on? Like, what's going on with the computer? Then my my good friend calls me. She FaceTimes me. And I pick up. She was like, girl, did you go to the meeting? I saw a meeting on my calendar. However, I was on the phone with the client. So I was like, I'm going to just hop in the meeting like five minutes late. I got to do my job. And I didn't get to make the meeting because they shut off my computer. So I was like, oh, I'm about to like log into the meeting now. What's up? She was like, we just got fired. I said, girl, no, we didn't. Like, stop playing with me. She said, no, we literally just got fired. I was like, huh? I was like, I'm going to call you back. I go on Slack where we communicate with like our coworkers and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? What the, like put your numbers in, put your numbers in. I guess someone was writing the numbers down. Next thing you know, they kick me out of Slack on my phone too. So not only do y'all turn off the computer out of nowhere, the meeting was less than five minutes, first of all. And then you take away my Slack. I can't even talk to my coworkers on my team. I can't talk to my manager. Even my manager was fired. And nobody's safe. Nobody was safe. So that was just like the first round of of like people that they fired. And they kept doing this like every month. Um, but when that happened, I went into panic mode because I was like, how the fuck am I going to pay my bills? So I called my mom crying. I'm like, Ma, you would not believe what just happened. Like, they just fired me. Like, what the fuck? She was like, what happened? Like, I'm like, I don't know. They literally just fired like a hundred of us. Um... Now it's like they probably fire like 5,000, no lie. And my mom was like calming me down. She was like, relax. Like sometimes they'll give you like some money, um, and which they did. And that helped a lot, like for two months or whatever. And then like you could apply for unemployment and take your time. And like I remember calling you and then you came to the house and it just felt weird. Like, I was just like, I've never been fired before. Like, how could I be fired? Like, <laughs> me? Yeah. Excuse me? I was like, whoa, like, that's crazy. But their laid off reason, um, I don't even know. They said they were making, like, adjustments and, like, budget cuts. Que se yo? Bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. Bullshit. But... Whatever. I can say that, but I learned a lot from it. And I feel like it it's kind of normal. Like, so many people have been getting laid off. I go on LinkedIn all the time. So many layoffs. Not that that's, like, a funny thing or anything to be a trend. But, unfortunately, it's something that we see often right now. And if you're listening and, and you got laid off, don't worry. It took me months to find a job. I was being very picky with the companies that I wanted. Um... I guess if I could go back and change a few things, I would maybe be a little less picky. Um, and I don't know, not compare my like job search to other people's like job search because mm-hmm. we all have different experiences, especially from the last company that I came that I worked at. People people were coming from way different industries. Like people were coming from nursing, people were coming from 
like serving and then they got into this company like they were just hiring people who had like good communication skills obviously uh, but yeah don't compare your process to anyone else's process i feel like everyone's on their own timeline and yes. it's hard like first of all interviews are fake like let's talk about it like tell me about yourself okay like what's next and then <laughs> it's like it's like this fake like interaction um and you should also be picky when it comes to like the people that you want to work with you know like the co-workers and the culture and obviously the pay and don't let people waste your time bro like if they want to do six seven eight interviews and then they don't even tell you the pay until like interview number eight no that was another mistake that i did ask them straight off the bat in the first interview on the phone with the recruiter how much is the pay can you can you talk about compensation Word it in a professional way, but honestly, ask about it because that shit used to piss me off. I don't know why that isn't already like in the description. Bro, like the same way I have to give you all these details mm-hmm. in my resume. Why the fuck can't you put your your pay on the you know on the application? It, like, it would it would stop wasting everybody's, everybody's time. time because it's like on the first interview. All right, let's say they don't put on the on the application. Put on the first. Um, like recruiter car or whatever, the first round interview, tell them because what if that pay is too low for them? You know, like, mm-hmm. excuse me, we're going through a crisis right now. Y'all be trying to pay people 30K for what? Like, yeah. no, you make more on unemployment. Don't play yourself. Um, so yeah, ask about it. It's important. And it could be like the last question that you ask if they haven't brought it up. Um, cause sometimes they do bring it up. Um, but yeah, that was... <sighs> that was really my story. Um, do you feel like um, grief um, changed you, but like for the better? Like, did do you feel like you learned something from it? I feel like, in a sense, especially like the amount of mm-hmm. like <sighs> times I've had to fucking experienced the the loss of a family member Mm -hmm. um it definitely pushes you to be a little bit more um I don't want to say numb but like it's just like a I guess this is a thing Mm -hmm. like not that it doesn't hurt but like fuck like Mm -hmm. there goes another one um but it definitely made me more what's the word I'm looking for more appreciative Mm-hmm. For the family members that I do have, even though, because it just feels like like my circle is getting smaller and smaller, especially mm-hmm. on my mom's side. And I really, that I think makes it a little bit more harder to deal with because it's just like, we're all we have. So in the same breath, you're like, I appreciate and love everyone that I have left. Um, and you just cherish the times you spend with them. And I guess you try to be more present with them. Mm-hmm. When you lose loved ones, especially, you know, you don't realize, you start to blame yourself in a sense of, oh, I, I wasn't there for them. I didn't get to, you know, I, I didn't get to help them. I didn't get to listen to them. I didn't, you know, enjoy any time with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who am I to be fucking crying about it, you know? Um, but all in all, it just teaches you to take advantage of the people you have right now um, because nothing is promised within the next minute. Like, mm-hmm. things happen like that. Yeah. So whether you, you know, expect it or not, the unexpected happens, like, in the fucking, you know, instant. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's helped me grow in a sense of just being more appreciative and being more present in my my life and um, being present with my loved ones for sure. Yeah, I can agree with that. I feel like now (laughs) I feel like I I really try to go out of my way to like see my nieces and nephews. Like she says all the time that I'm in Florida all the time. She, she literally (laughs) lives in Florida. Like that's her second residence. Um, because she's there like 
a good eight to nine times out of the year. Yeah, I'm there this week. <laughs> and then, yeah, she's leaving and she's going this upcoming week. And sometimes she'll go for two weeks. We <laughs> haven't, I'm lucky if I spend You're a lying. holiday with her. You're lying. No, I'd be inviting her, but she she got work and blah, blah, she blah. She's lying. This actually was the first invitation that I received oh my God. for this upcoming week. But <laughs> they also decided to do it during a week, which I work. <laughs> you work every week. Uh, but yeah, I try to spend a lot of time with my nieces and nephews and try to do like interactive things like baking cupcakes and doing cookies and like doing like arts and crafts. And like, I become like a real pre-K teacher and kindergarten teacher (laughs) in that house. Um, and just in general, like with like my family, like I try to spend a lot of time with them because like she said, literally nothing is promised. And I think that's like one of like my biggest um fears like like losing like a family member like a close family member um and like with your mom i know your mom went through chemo and all of that like if you know if my parents have to go through that like that would literally break me just because i would feel like i'm losing them and like you never want to see you know your mom or your dad in pain i feel like that's like the worst thing because you can't do anything to take the pain away you know especially like as our parents like we being a child Mm -hmm. you know growing up you think your parents are like superheroes Mm -hmm. like nothing can happen like you will always feel safe with your parent Mm -hmm. um that they can fucking stop any any bad thing from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, when you, as you get older, you start to realize, like, not even they can stop the bad things from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so to watch them in your older age to be like, wow, my my, even though your parent is your superhero, they're not invincible. Like, yeah. things will happen to them and... and we expect them to be the strong ones, but eventually, you know, life kicks their ass and they can't be strong anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to play the part. Yeah, as we get older, we have to remember that our parents are also getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but how would you tell like our listeners if they're going through grief, like how should they cope with their grief? As I keep saying... Allow yourself to feel the shit that you're feeling, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's in the same time that, you know, a situation happens or if it's a week later, if it's two months later Mm -hmm. is my thing is just don't don't try to escape it and drown yourself in distractions, as she was saying earlier. Um, And that's what everything in life, anything that you're trying to escape, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just it's the. It works in that moment, but it's not going to last forever. It's that trauma and that grief, it's going to catch up. It's going to hit you. And the longer you wait for it to happen and mm-hmm. to feel it, uh, the harder the harder that fall is going to be. It's yeah. gonna, it doesn't just hurt less because time went by. It actually hurts more because you didn't allow yourself to grieve. You didn't allow yourself to uh, cry it out, talk it out, just feel what you're feeling Mm -hmm. um you know only you know how to articulate your feelings and it doesn't always have to come with a cry but Mm -hmm. that's a good start yeah so i would just say you know feel Mm -hmm. don't be scared let it happen Mm -hmm. um and talk to somebody yeah even if it's just one person even if it's just your dog i talk to my dogs all the time oh same same sometimes it's just nice to hear yourself talk yeah dogs are really like your best friend. Best. Best. <laughs> like when I lost my job, I was crying, of course, and my dog was like there. He's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. He, and then he started like smelling me and sniffing and licking. <laughs> yes. Um, but I would say to create, try to create like some good memories. Um, I feel like a lot of people just don't want to go out, don't want to do nothing. They just want to stay in their room. You need some fresh air. You need to go out. You need to be around your loved ones, be around your friends. I'm not saying distract yourself, but I'm just saying like try to create more memories with like your loved ones. Um, find a purpose. Yeah. You find a new purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes, you just had to take a loss. Yes, it hurts. Um, 
But now, how do we move forward? How do I help myself get out of this mm-hmm. um, mourning state as well as help push my family forward? It's mm-hmm. not to put you in a place where you forget your mm-hmm. loss, but it's it's to help you now put that one step forward for each day you have to live now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, and take it day by day yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You're not going to conquer shit in just a day. Yeah. So, you know, take a moment to breathe. Sit mm-hmm. down, breathe. Think about what it is that you want from your day and mm-hmm. go from there. That's it mm-hmm. for our grieving session. Nobody else wants to cry. <laughs> um, so we got a couple family meeting questions. But before we do that, we'll do a quick would you rather ready mm-hmm. would you rather be able to rewind or pause time interesting um i think rewind for sure you a part of me wants to say pause but i would i, I would go with rewind yeah would you rather visit someone you lost for a day or see them in your dreams forever I'd rather um, visit someone. One person for one day, forever. Ooh, not forever, but like, I yeah. just swatted. There's a bug in here, my uh, fault. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather visit them. Um, I don't know. I, You know, I'm going to take the dreams. Mm-hmm. One day could be great, but sometimes it's just not enough. So I'd rather just see them in my dreams. I feel like it'll make me sad when I wake up. I don't know, because sometimes those dreams feel real. I've had dreams, and I'm just like, wow. Like It makes you feel some type of way when you wake up. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I had one dream where I dreamed about my brother, and it felt so real. Mm -hmm. And I was happy that I even got got that Mm -hmm. just in my dream. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. like The fact that it even felt real, I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take the dreams. Would you spend a day alone or sleep alone? Sleep alone. I would do that I'm all sleeping the time on anyway. the couch. I do that all the time. All right, shut up. <laughs> all right, I'm probably going to take my day alone. <laughs> yeah. I like a little cuddle buddy. Mm-hmm. All right. Excuse my phone. All right, quick uh, family meeting. Hey, I'm a baby gay and have been on a few dates with a girl. Jesus girl, crap, turn your phone right? off. <laughs> like, geez, <Louis>. Yikes. <laughs> Let me start over. Uh, hey, I'm a baby gay and I have been on a few dates with a girl and things are getting serious. She made a joke about washcloths and I couldn't tell if she was serious or not. But it got me thinking slash worried. When is there a good time to ask about grooming habits before we take the next step and get intimate while not offering her? By, why oh, not? Of, by not offending her. We know I can't read. <laughs> um, while not offending her or killing the mood. Also, if there are some tips on how to initiate the convo, that would be helpful. So this is like so late. So we apologize for like answering so this so late. Um, but I, <laughs> I thought it was funny because I have... A story about this, right? So, I told her about it. So, okay. I was dating this white girl. And the conversation just got brought up. Like, oh, like, how do you take a shower? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, like, what do you use? And I'm like, oh, like, I use, like, a loofah. Like, you know, the little spongy things that they sell in the store. And she was like, that's so bad for you. That's so bad. I'm like, why? She's like, you're supposed to use your hands because that has like a lot of bacteria and all of that. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know that. Cool. Let me throw it out. I'll use my hands. Like, I'm open to try new things, I guess. (laughs) And growing up, we always used that in my house. So to me, it was normal. I didn't know that. Um, And then after that, I actually started dating a black girl. And the conversation got brought up again. And she was like, what do you use? I'm like, I use my hands. She was like, what do you mean your hands? And I'm like, girl, I use my hands. And she was like, no. 
<laughs> she was like, you're supposed to have two rags, one for your face and then one for your body. And I was like, oh, that makes like more sense. And she was like, and then you wash it like you, you like wash it every week or whatever. Um, so then I got on that way. So now I use like this like rag or whatever. But this is so funny because I feel like depending on how you grew up and like what you know. Is how you take a shower. And I mean, people should be open to <laughs> trying new things, obviously. Um, and they good they shouldn't get like um shy or like embarrassed. Like I don't know. It's like, would you how would you bring this up to someone? I mean, how did you guys bring it up? Yeah, because so honestly, I've never sat down and talked to somebody and was like, Hey, what's your shower routine like? <laughs> like I mean Why you gotta say it like that? Because how how you end up with two bitches who I, asking how you take I, a shower? Oh, they, oh, you oh use my. your hands or you use your you use a rag? Oh my god, don't use why either. You, how about you just don't wash your why ass? Are you because <laughs> like what? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the second conversation got brought up because I I like mentioned about how like I use my hands. I don't know how it got brought up. Honestly, it it's, just it just got brought up. It's just funny not to get off topic, but it's funny because sometimes we talk about things and she'd be like, "That's how you do that." Oh, or I'm like, oh, well, there's another way to do that. Uh-huh. But it's just funny because somebody taught her to do something and she do it. And look at her. Oh, my God. Look at her. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, I don't know. I've, I've never really sat down and talked to somebody again about their shower routine. Um, as long as you take a shower you, and I you see you take a shower, shower with them. Yeah. And uh-huh. guess what? We rub-a-dub-dubbing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we both clean. Like... I mean, I might be like, that's new, <laughs> but that's cool. Um, I, this is just another thing of having those uncomfortable conversations. Uh, we have to be adult enough to have these uncomfortable conversations. Uh-huh. And um, we can't, the whole, like, judging, like, grow up. No, just be like, give her an option. Like, do you use a rag? Do you use a loofah? What do you use? Um <laughs> <laughs> is that isn't that what it's Girl, called? I don't know. Whatever. Um, There's never a good time to have uncomfortable conversations. I'm curious to know what the joke was. I think that will help me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, she said it got her worried. That's hilarious. Don't be worried. <laughs> don't be worried. You're gonna. Be I feel fine. like by now, yeah, I probably already had the conversation yeah. because this question is so old. But um, people yeah. find it weird uh-huh. until they're dating someone who does it. Uh-huh. And then at that point, it's just like, well, when you like a person, you just, it is what it is. Like, oh, I thought, you know, you like feet was weird, but because I like you, I guess I'm okay with you touching my feet type shit. Mm-hmm. So don't be weird about it. Just fucking talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I think both options could be worrisome if they don't wash it. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe, I don't know what the joke was, but that will help. <sighs> but I hope you guys had the conversation. Just bring it up over text if it's too awkward in person. Just tell her to wash your body. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then see yeah. what she uses. Right. Right. Yeah, see what she uses. Look, there you Girl. go. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next. So my ex and I broke up. We were together for four and a half years, and I've been single and off the dating scene for two and a half years. So I need some dating tips and what it's like to date now. Tragic. It's tragic. Dating now is a tragedy because everybody's out for themselves, and they just want all the cute pictures and the good times with no strings attached. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dating now is tragic. It's got all. Like, I'm so happy that I'm not (laughs) in the dating scene. But... Dating tips. Hmm. Have you tried the apps? I know we say that all the time, but like you could try any app. Like you could even try Instagram. Don't pay TikTok. for nothing. Don't pay for nothing. Yeah, don't pay for nothing. Don't pay for shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, they be they try, be doing so much with that. Try the free options first. Uh-huh. One networking okay, because we know that we have social media, it, mm-hmm. it's accessible. So obviously social media it's it's its own form of dating mm-hmm. um a, a dating app because everybody follows likes and all that shit sliding into dms take mm-hmm. advantage of that um 
but also face-to-face ones. So like I used to make friends of my friends mm-hmm. and I, that I just network like, Oh, you know, I'm hanging out with my friends who have other friends or I would tell people to bring their friends and like, just make more friends that way. And mm-hmm. you kind of just meet people and then, you know, you kind of mingle with a couple mm-hmm. shorties, mm-hmm. but, or the bars, try the bars. Yeah. But usually yeah. I feel like people at the bars, they just be trying to have a good time. <laughs> That's true. But social media has been the wave um, mm-hmm. lately. TikTok was like a trend for the longest time yeah. before. Um, but, you know, weigh your options. Have fun doing it. Don't get too serious too fast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so just common. if you are looking to be a little bit more, um, you know, serious and like, you know, I don't know. I can never find a word. Uh, not even committed, but just something where you just trying to pay attention to one person mm-hmm. um, because you don't like the idea of dating around and, and being mm-hmm. so consumed into other people and giving that energy to so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure that it's someone that you not only vibe with, but that connects with you like morally and understands mm-hmm. the things that you like don't Mm -hmm. you know don't like and shit like that you know Mm -hmm. we all can fucking vibe with somebody over a bottle of tequila but Mm -hmm. once that bitch is sober what's the conversation really looking like you know Mm -hmm. let the person stimulate you a little bit mentally Mm -hmm. um that's really all i got no be very patient though because people really out here the people out here ain't shit (laughs) they just out for themselves they're here for a good time not a long time Drake the last it. question um, actually relates to, to the second question. And they said, where am I supposed to meet someone special if all the dating app is just for hooking up? I'm looking for a long term. Any suggestions? Every female claims to want a good girl, but wouldn't choose the right one in front of them. Ooh, OMG. I felt that. <laughs> I felt that. Again, it comes down to conversation. What are you looking for? And people really be out here lying, talking about something. Yeah, be i'm looking for something real and then you know they mm-hmm. get close to that realness and then they're scared yeah they don't oh i'm lying i'm i'm kidding i i, I didn't deal with past trauma i didn't deal with past relations and then things start getting away all of a sudden mm-hmm. um I, ooh, I don't know i feel like um the dating apps work but it also depends on like what the conversation looks like mm-hmm. once you guys like add each other. Yeah. Um, that's how you know like what they're looking for. If it's like superficial conversations and like small talk, they might just be looking for a good time. But if they're yeah. really trying to get to know you, trying to get to know where you're from, what, like where you came from, like what you want to do do in the future, what you envision your life to be like, like deeper questions, then I would say. It might be like a little bit more serious, but you still have to like watch out because you just never know with people, right? Um, I feel like it's just all about like asking the right questions and also like what your bio says on your on your profile for the dating app. Mm -hmm, mm Mhm. Yeah, I agree. Any suggestions? Nah. I don't, like I said, it's really a hit or miss, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, it's how people act, how people act, the conversation that they're giving, because mm-hmm. there's some really good finessers out here, some elite finessers out here. And Sounds like you know some or something. You know, I, I've been, <laughs> I spend around a block a couple of times, you know, I mean, I might have finessed a couple of times here and there too, oh, man. but, um, you just, I don't know. And that comes down to like keeping options and just being just vigilant, observant, you know? you Only you know what you want. So if that's, if somebody's giving you that energy that is bullshit, drop them. Yeah. If they're giving you what you want, then hey, take it to the next step and see mm-hmm. where it's going to go. You really don't know what's, what's superficial and what is well, you know, gonna be real. You sometimes you got to give a little bit more. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like when you're least expecting it, that's when like someone comes into your life. But you ha- you still have to put yourself out there. Facts. They're not just gonna pop up out of nowhere. They're not just gonna come knocking on your door. Like you have to like meet people and make friends and like go out, do some happy hours with your coworkers or something. Maybe they have a friend. Um, Again, it's when you least expect it. So when you're going out thinking, oh, I'm just going to go have a good time with friends, you meet people mm-hmm. that you didn't even like. I didn't even come out here to meet nobody. And the, I ended up meeting like yeah a whole squad of people. Right. So the unexpected, I really live for that because mm-hmm. you really never know. Yeah. Sometimes it's best to meet people in person. Yeah. That way they don't have any crazy expectations for you when you do meet in person because it's right. like you've met people me weird. Yeah, you you know y'all vibing off of text messages all day, but it's every once in a while a phone call. But how are you really in in front, face yeah. to face? How are you really in public around other people? You know, there's different sides yeah. of people and different you know angles. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I hope you find your real one. You got anything else for this? Nope. All right, y'all. Well, that's it. Share, like, comment, <laughs> subscribe. Did I do it right? <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm about to take over her job, y'all. It's not playing. Um, yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Bye. All right. This is another goose. <laughs>